Welcome to the KDB Review podcast. This is a very special bonus episode of the show where we get to introduce you to our friends at Hanex UK. Hanex is, of course, the solid surface from global manufacturing giant Hyundai. And here, its official distributor is Hanex UK. Based in Southampton, they work with fabricators, architects, interior designers, and, of course, kitchen and bathroom retailers and designers to specify its wide range of colours and applications. Now, given the global reach of the Hanex brand, the Hanex UK story is actually a very personal one of family, friendship, ambition, and determination. And we're going to hear it from Managing Director Jake Naylor and Contracts Manager Fraser Moon. But first... As I said, Hanex UK is the official distributor of Hanex Solid Surface in the UK. You can find out all about the range, colours and services they offer at hanex.uk. That's H-A-N-E-X dot UK. Or you can just give them a call on 01329 I'll put all the contact details in the episode description. Okay, as promised, from Hanex UK, here is Jake and Fraser. Hello, gents. Hello, Andrew. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. It's very warm up here in my loft, so I might actually sound sweaty, which is quite disgusting, isn't it? So I do apologise for that. So look, we're here to talk and find out a little bit more about uh, Hanex and the operation you have in the UK, because it's such an interesting sort of family business, isn't it? So I'm going to start with you, Jake, and sort of describe how you got it all set up in the first place. Let's start with the dream. My previous company was myself and my dad, my stepmom and my wife, and we were solid surface fabricators. We kind of got known within the industry for doing small, intricate jobs. And the project that Hyundai came in to talk to me about was aeroplane trays. And during that conversation, a really nonchalant comment by the person who came in that Hanix was looking for a new distributor. And then she said, would you like to do it? I just went... Yeah, okay, why not? And that is genuinely how it all started. And then and from there, I could sit here for hours and say there was every single story that happened during the following year. There was times when Hyundai pulled out, we pulled out, they came back and got me, I went back and got them, they gave me a list of obstructions, I went away and sorted them. It was a really sort of strange thing because when you look at it written down on paper, I was just a guy who worked for a solid surface fabrication company in Fairham. And I'm negotiating a distribution contract with a global mega company such as Hyundai. And it was only when we started looking into them that, you know, they're so much more than cars. We didn't realise how colossal that business actually was. So I'm there saying to them, this is what we want, trying to dictate to them to give me stuff so I can distribute their products. And there was obviously a willingness on both sides. I remember very vividly on the day that they finally accepted the contract, which I believe was like version 15. I was actually at a person's wedding who now works for us, a girl called Carla, who I've known my whole life. And I got a phone call saying, oh, Hyundai's um, finally accepted the contract and they've signed it and they've sent you a copy to sign back and send yourself. And in all honesty, I went... Well, I say went out, I went to the back to the reception that night and I got really, really drunk and celebrated like, <laughs> like I probably hadn't in a long time. And then, I mean, this is the weirdest part about that is I said in the in the contract, we'll launch in, in January 2020. But that contract was only signed at the end of October and that kind of gave us November and half of December to set up a national distribution company, fully stock ourselves, get a website, a price list, 
staff, systems, everything in place in a month and a half <laughs> at a point when, as you know very well, Andrew, the kitchen industry in them months is a uh, silly season. Obviously, an awful lot of things happened in 2020 that you probably didn't plan for or expect. <laughs> I want to go back a little bit because what's brilliant about this story, I think, is that it has this kind of sliding doors moment in it, like where they said, do you want it? And in that moment, you extrapolated all this forward and went, yeah, go on then. And those kind of opportunities, it's sort of an oddly personal story, even though you're dealing with a massive international conglomerate. It is about that moment of deciding in yourself that this is something you could do. Yeah, I'm a very ambitious person and it presented an opportunity to kind of evolve the business that I've been involved in for, for so long. As that went on, it came quite clear that we had to separate the two businesses. So Hanix became, or Hanix UK, should I say, became completely its own entity and stepped away from that, from that company. So this whole operation has been driven by myself and, and Fraser and it's been quite refreshing with the amount of trust that we've had put upon us by not just families, but by Hyundai as well. They could go out and they could have given this to absolutely anybody. You know, there would have been so many companies out there who would have snapped up this opportunity. Maybe they're the ones that recognise that to be successful, you need ambitious people whose livelihood depends on it, yeah. you know, rather than trying to get two unwieldy companies to work together. Let's come to you then, Fraser. So let's learn a little bit more about Hanex as a, as a brand and a range. Mm. So pretend I know nothing. Tell me about Hanex and the kind of products that you can offer obviously one of the many solid surface brands that are available right and we all know that there's so many different ones available in the market but actually the thing about hanex is probably i'd say the portfolio of the colors that it now carries i mean when we were back in 2020 gosh how different our box looks now to what it was during covid actually hyundai managed to reduce the range and introduce venato and stratum which are new collections and cascade as well and that went really well so we've seen some really new good technology and development into those colors which at the trade shows and into the reception on them has been great and I think that's what really stands us out to the other brands. Yeah, because it is a very competitive market, right? Solid surfaces. There are a lot of companies out there doing this. And of course, there's then on the top of that, there's an awful lot of fabricators out there doing it. So give us a bit more sort of insight here on what makes you and Hanex stand out from them. Why, why would people come to you and not somebody else? This might be a bit of a strange answer here, Andrew. There's no specific reason why anyone would come to us over Hymax or Tristone or Staron or Corian or any of the others. There's, there's absolutely no specific reason. We're very pragmatic in our approach to that because at the end of the day, someone's going to pick something that they like. Of course, there's, there's colours in boxes that are very, very similar. If you opened every single solid surface brand box, you could probably find at least 15 to 20 colours that are exactly the same. And obviously, Annex, we have got totally unique colours. But if you're going to talk about differences in companies, we're a very realistic company. We treat people how we would like to be treated ourselves. Every single person in this company will always go that extra mile to help someone out. So it doesn't matter if Fabricator A is phoning up and he's placing an order for one sheet and Fabricator B is phoning up and placing an order for 400 sheets. They will get treated exactly the same way. We don't have favourites. We don't have people we don't like. Everything is put on a level playing field. And, you know, we've, we've got a team behind the scenes here that are working on projects and achieving specifications. They don't get farmed down a single track route. They get put to the people who we feel can give that best service for that project. So it's not our material that sets us apart from everyone else. It's what's behind 
behind the material. And that's the team that we've got here. There's not one person in this company currently that I would swap for anyone else. And even people who have been in the company and are no longer with us, they've all contributed to where we currently sit. And we're very aware we're, we're still a young company. You know, we're only in our three and a bit years into trading. But to be in the position that we are and the growth that we've put in is a testament to everyone's hard work. And I think that's reflected in how our customers are with us. And, you know, we've created so many personal friendships and relationships with our customers alongside this. We're not very corporate. I think that's probably the best way to kind of describe us. People seem to like that. The reception to it's been really good. People like dealing with people, don't they? Yeah. Um, and, And I think people like to have, with some of their suppliers, very personal relationships, ones that they know they can just pick up the phone to Jake or or Fraser or whatever it is, and they'll get it sorted out. It's very reflective of their own businesses. If they're small retailers or fabricators or whatever, you know, they they, they don't feel that they're dealing with a corporate conglomerate. They feel that they're dealing with individuals. And I think that's very, very important in, in a very, very competitive market. Yes, absolutely. And this is the perfect platform now for me and Fraser to sit here and and sing and dance everything about Hanix and our materials are best, our materials better than everybody else's. Get this benefit from using our material. But from the background that I've worked in a fabrication company, everything is very similar. And we knew that when we was coming into this business, which is why we wanted to create an atmosphere within a company that reflects how we are as people. Because at the end of the day, we're all the same. We could all be selling bottles of water. You know, at the end of the day, it's a bottle of water. It doesn't matter what brand it is. Solid surface is solid surface. You know, and there's obviously companies out there that have a lot of bigger budget than we do. They have a lot more staff, say, than we do. But for the output we get, for the staff that we have, I don't feel there's many people that could match what we do. So, Jake... Let's come back to you because the one thing I know about retailers and designers is they tend to kind of stick to what they know and stick to what they like, right? Yeah. Is there an opportunity for them to sort of expand their horizons, to understand about all the different kinds of materials and colours and options that are available, you know, to, to kind of step outside of their own comfort zone a little bit by talking to guys like you and just finding out a little bit more about what's available rather than always going back to the same sort of two or three options? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I would never say anything against anyone who's trying to win business, especially in the current climate. It's all about familiarity because, let's be honest, let's say you're going to have a Chinese with your wife. You're going to phone up the same Chinese you always do. You're going to have the usual meals because you know it's good. You know what you're going to get. And it's all about education when it comes to solid surface because a lot of people can have someone walk into their showroom or into their workshop and they'll go, I'm after a a Corian worktop or I'm after a Tristone worktop. When in all reality... They're probably coming in wanting a solid surface worktop. And this is what we're working on at the moment. We're seeing a lot of, like you said, sliding doors moment when people realise there's actually a lot more alternatives on the market. And I think it's great seeing the growth of all of our competitors because at the end of the day, the more the solid surface industry grows, the better it is for everyone. And, you know, we're under no illusions that we're going to come in and we're going to take 100% of the market. That's impossible. No one can do that. But what we do and what we plan to do is be aggressive in our approach in getting people to realise Hanex is a brand of solid surface. We can offer you the same service as all of these other companies that are out there. Our backup that we've got from Hyundai is, is second to none. I can't, I can't fault anything that they've ever done for us. The backup of the staff at Hanex UK. Again, I don't know any of the other staff and the other competitors, but I'd always back my staff over anyone else's. The technical support you can get from our guys here, because they've all worked within Solid Surface for numerous years. We've got a lot going for us. And when people 
use us for that service is kind of that sliding doors. It's like, oh, mm. I didn't realise you guys could do that. Or I didn't realise that that service was there. Over time, it's just gonna it's it's gonna continue, and we you know we're both of us, myself and Fraser, we're, we're very ambitious, and we're going to help grow this company to what we believe and what we know it can it can become. And everyone that's here now will come along with us on that journey, and all of our fabricators and customers, designers and retailers, etc., they'll be the ones that will benefit as well because we're not a company who just expect. We'll give as much to our customers as they give to us and sometimes we'll give them more to help them out yeah we've gone way above and beyond what customer supplier relationship would go with with many people we've helped so many people out you know especially in the first couple years of our our trading and all the disruption that we had there's lots that we've done i think we've kind of shown what we can do and it's now it's just about sustaining that and then improving and growing for us but I think with regards to the material, I think designers and architects are open to it now and they're actually looking for it. And that's mainly to do with the projects that are being asked more questions now about the sustainability, the reusability, the life cycle. And I think that's a real opportune moment for solid surface as such as an alternative material for what might have been going in with the whole life cycle and how it can be repurposed after used and refinished. So it's a great moment for Hanex and like I say, with the colours that we have and the material that we have as such. It's great to educate the designers and the architects about it. And your passion for it is so obvious and it comes through. I have to confess, all the time you were talking there, I was basically thinking about Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. What would you go for? Duck and plum sauce, veggie spring rolls. But now I feel like I should have something different. Yeah. yeah. So look, let's round up here. We'll play a little game with this, yeah. right? Fraser, you're going to be the customer. Jake, you're going to be, well, you're going to be Jake. Okay. And this is your chance to ask and answer the top three questions that customers always ask you. Right. If they don't know you and they're phoning you up for the first time, what are the three things that they always ask? So, Fraser, you're the customer. Why would I go for a solid surface worktop over, say, quartz? Or oh, you nasty person. <laughs> well, there's a lot more benefits to it. So you have your seamless joints, which is a lot better for hygiene, is a lot more visually appealing. You can have a seamless integrated sink. Uh, again, great for hygiene. And it's a look that you can't really achieve with other types of worktop. So... Good answer. You can see I've I've been out of the sales game for a, for a couple of years. Now, so I'm <laughs> right back. Well, tell you what, we'll swap it around then, so you can ask Fraser a question now. How about oh, that? I could be really nasty here, Mom. So why am I going to pick Hanix over one of the other brands of solid surface? <sighs> Got to put a filter on now, can I? <laughs> to be honest, solid surface is solid surface, and it's down to the sales of the brand and what they're doing to appeal to you. But why would you choose Hanix? Materials all fire rated. Every single piece of it, it's all fire rated, so it can go anywhere in the build. You don't have to worry about the colour or the makeup of it. It's all going to have that certification, so you'll be fine. Yeah, sounds good to me. Take it. <laughs> go for it. Sold. Try. Sold. <laughs> Why don't you ask us a question, Andrew? Go on. Ooh. Oh, go on. I see. Somebody might phone you up and ask about your stock levels or your availability, or can you do something for me by Tuesday because it's now Wednesday afternoon or something? What's your stock stock answer? Because particularly coming out of COVID, there's an awful lot of issues with uh, with availability and stock levels and delivery times and all that kind of thing. And I think retailers in particular and fabricators, they want a very robust supply network, don't yeah. they? They want a robust supply chain that they can rely on, that when they put an order in, it's going to be available. Or what you say is available is actually available, that kind of thing. We've got a real kind of good story about this. When we started, 
you know, myself and Fraser, we put together an order and we straight off the bat, we ordered about 7,000 sheets and our stock was, was great. We had every single colour, we had, you know, everything was really, really good. And then, then COVID hit and I had a meeting with Hyundai and I said, yeah, I've got a feeling this is going to get quite bad. I can't, I can't see it disappearing in a couple of weeks. And, you know, they, they reassured me. They said, yeah, don't worry. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Which is what I wanted to hear. And then kind of probably like every single person in the world who didn't realise how bad it was actually going to get. And they didn't, and they expected demand to go down because everything was closing. So what they did in that time is they took one of their manufacturing lines off off to upgrade, as, as Fraser touched on earlier. But once they started the process, they couldn't go back and reopen it, and demand actually went up, and they ended up with a backlog of about 70,000 sheets. So we were placing orders, and they were just going into a queue, and we, we had no idea when we were going to see them. Yeah. And our stock levels went down and down and down and down, and we're, you know, we're looking in the warehouse every other week, and it's like you're looking at it, and you're going, oh, it's getting low, or it's really low. Oh, it's gone. And we were scraping around. We had stock, but we had not what you would call sufficient stock. And the amount of people that we let down wasn't on. Yeah, and that wasn't through us not trying to do every single thing that we could to secure stock. I mean, we were buying stock from other Hanex distributors. And, yeah, that's crazy. Like, in <laughs> Estonia, Italy. And we were buying it and selling it in and selling it almost for less than what it was costing us because obviously shipping prices went through the roof. Definitely it, a turbulent t- time. Yeah, it, to honestly, business. it was it was horrendous. Yeah. We had, we we had nothing, <laughs> and when yeah. I, when I say nothing, I mean we had stuff here. We had Hanex in stock, but you know we'd have. It was two- just the fact we couldn't be given a time for when we would get the stock again. Yeah, and that's, that's not Hyundai's fault. That's no. you know this this isn't us moaning about them. That was across the board with all yeah, suppliers. Yeah, yeah. It was honestly it, yeah. it got to the point where it was that it was so bad that customers just lost their trust in us, and I, I don't blame them. Because yeah. it was, it was honestly, it was awful. Again, but this this shows how much Hyundai trusts us. We gave them ideas, and we worked together, and we got we had meetings. We went over to when we were allowed to. We went over to Germany to see them in their European headquarters. They came over here to see us, and they helped us, and we helped them through it. Mm. So really, what we've kind of been doing the last eighteen months has been a bit of um, repair work because yeah, you know, we, we we started with a loud, you know, a big bang, and you know, we we wanted to. Yeah, have this massive sort of launch, and but we didn't really count for. (laughs) I didn't put down global pandemic in my business plan. Put it (laughs) that way. We're now back to a point where it's almost like we've restarted and started this year as a company because it's only like I said, it's only been in the last eighteen months that we've been back to the first three months level of supply, if that makes sense. Yeah, and we, you know, we've got plans that we're working on currently with Hyundai, and we're we're very close to finalising them. That will probably make us hold a stock level that's on par with some of the the larger brands in the UK. Pretty much anything that gets ordered, I'm going to kind of put my neck on the line and say, but it will probably be in place by the end of this year. Hmm. Any order that comes in will be able to be serviced within a day or two because the level of stock that we're going to hold is going to be very high. Yeah, um, But obviously things like this take time to put into place. And it's actually something that myself and Fraser have been working on with Hyundai for the last... 18 months I'm going to say when the stock issue settled itself down so that's kind of like the next the next big step for us as a as a company is going from a sometimes we're having to bring stock in from our European warehouse to service some of the bigger orders all of them orders are going to be serviced directly from our warehouse and every single colour is going to be in stock in more than enough that's than what's required yeah 
because we, we understand the needs of everyone, mm. you know, and that's something that we wanted to work to. We should be there now, but we had two years of, of mess. So it's been a long journey. Yeah. And and seeing things come off that, you know, Fraser and myself have have worked towards is is really rewarding. Mm. And it just shows that despite, you know, I'm not going to profess that I've got loads of business knowledge and went to business school and I did sport at college and (laughs) I can't really translate into this. It just shows that if you put hard work in and you want something, then you've got an end goal. You put your mind to it and you surround yourself with the right people, you can get there. That's what every single person does here. Well, look, that's a great place to round up. I can't, I can't think of a better way to end it than that. Thank you for being so candid. It's a really honest and candid assessment of things. It's a very personal journey for you. And I think that uh, that comes across very strongly that this is, yes, a big international brand, but this is a very personal journey for a, a group of people that clearly work very well together. So look, it's been lovely talking to you about it. Uh, I can't wait to see what you guys do next. And next time we'll do this in person. Yeah, yeah no, that, that'd great. be great. And thanks, thanks for taking the time to speak to us both. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Fraser. Cool. Take care.